Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on July the 6th, 2021. She's a Tuesday. My name is Nick, and there's Big J right over there. Survived. Survived uh, 4th of July weekend. Was there any question that you wouldn't? Yes. What happened? I don't know. It's 2021, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Wild and crazy. Well, listen, uh, whatever it is, at least it's not 2020. Right? God, you're right. So, there's Listen, that. One year anniversary of getting COVID. Uh, that's right. It happened at the 4th of July yeah, party, yeah. didn't it? Didn't it? Tell you who didn't get an invite to come over. <laughs> did you have another get together or did you? Not really. To, you, you went over to the kids' house, right? Yeah. It was you, pretty uh, pretty docile. That's uh, that's how you like it, I And I, I smoked up some brisket burn ends. Terrible. It was terrible. It was a terrible cook. Was it your fault? No, not really. Well, they, I, it was, it was, I was taking food over to somebody else's house. Yeah. So I, you know, I guess I needed to get up at 3 a.m. instead of 6 a.m. and I didn't really feel like doing it. So they were undercooked. Yeah. Okay. They just needed a few more hours. Did you throw them away? No. You throw them in the hill? No, they were, they were okay. Inedible? They were like bombastic. <laughs> bomb, You'll learn. I mean, bomb. you listen. You, also, you're, no, get, you're getting into it. You know I, what I mean? I knew what was going to happen once I realized that it stalled out and the temperature wasn't working, and so I was like, ah, crap. Um, and uh, the, the kid always makes fun of me. This is this is what happened. Yeah, you gotta okay. stop doing this stuff to yourself. She she makes fun of me because whenever I say, "Oh, I'll barbecue something," she's like, "When's it gonna be done?" <laughs> and ten hours later, and I'm like, "But that's smoking meat. You can't rush it." See, here's the other part of it: is like you know, he, you know your children enough by now to know that they don't give a rip about this kind of stuff. No, she asked specifically for oh. burnt ends. Well, then she what loves the hell? them. She lo- She thought they were great. But well, good. I'm being very critical of my own work. Then that sounds like a win, dude. Yeah, you're too hard on yourself. Congratulations. Did you do anything else of note over the long weekend? I did something really bizarre and dumb. Oh, no. And I almost feel like we should save it then. Sure, because it needs... There might... I don't know. I feel like you would probably want an explanation. All right. It was seven, 750. 740. That's when we'll talk about whatever the hell you're talking about. Uh, I had a very uh, chill and relaxing weekend with the boys. Uh, I ended up catching up on a bunch of movies that I had wanted to watch but I haven't seen yet, uh, including The Ice Road, as well as The Tomorrow War. I watched The Tomorrow War, and then I watched that new uh, Steven Soderbergh movie that was on HBO Max called No Sudden Moves, or No Sudden Move, excuse me, it's singular. And so I did all that, and I would say easily, did you watch any of those yet? No. I don't want to ruin any of them for you, but I want to talk about some of them. So, well, bad. I know something about all of them. So, well, well I'm not sure that Soderbergh one, but let me give you let me give you a, a, an interesting spoiler for the ice road, and it's not really a, anything to do with the, the movie. The ice road cracks. Uh, the ice road cracks, as shown in the trailer. That goofy L.A. Gun song isn't even even in passing in the movie. It's not in the credits. It's not. It's it, got to like, be in there somewhere. No, it's not. I listened for it specifically, and then and then I went back. It's all country music. That's like it, that's featured in like it's all trucking songs. You know what I mean? They got some country artists who do trucking songs, and the L.A. Guns one I would say is technically a country mm-hmm. song. But there's not a even an iota of that song in that yeah, movie at all. It's a bummer. Which uh, is crazy and ridiculous and sad. And uh, I would advise anybody that was uh, watching it for that song not to do that. Uh, let's talk about other things over the course of the show today, including a chance for you to win some Idaho horseman tickets, Big J? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? All right. It's going to be fun. But we also play music here on the morning show. So Nirvana to kick things off here on the X-Rocks. <laughs> 
Newsfeed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, well, hey, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at AdvocatesLaw.com because you deserve an advocate. Big J, I've often said the one thing missing in the Big J life, a little bit of culture. And the Gene Harris band shell in Julie Davis Park is trying real hard to give you some of that. For the first time in its 93 years, they're going to start a new tradition this summer, Big J. Opera in the Park. Opera Idaho going to present a free outdoor concert on Saturday, July 10th with a bunch of world-class soloists. The Opera Chorus, a live orchestra performing highlights from shows from The Merry Widow, Carmen, and Dead Man Walking. Along with highlights from those shows, uh, they're going to feature other selections, as well as some Broadway show tunes from West Side Story, Beauty and the Beast, and State Fair. So you can check that out for free this Saturday, 7.30 is when that concert's going to start. Or if you want to, you know, really pretend like you're going to the opera and VIP it up, they do have some tickets for sale for $150 that uh, puts you in the hoity-toity section if you want. Ooh. But uh, I, I, I question for you, and this is just schematics, of course, but they're making a big deal about the uh, the Julia Davis band shell. This is the first time it's ever happened in it. But does it count to you, considering that they had to tear that thing down and completely rebuild it? I mean, I know it's named the same thing, but it's a completely different structure thanks to that fire a couple years back. Uh, does that mean history <clears throat> starts over, or do you say, hey, listen, just keep it No, up. it's in the same place. There's yeah. a lot of the same stuff, the materials that are there. Yeah, yeah keep it. I've got it's, no problem either way. I was just wondering if anybody would take issue with that. I don't think they should, but, you know, somebody could see. You could make, I guess, an argument for somebody saying, hey, listen, it's a whole new thing. But it does look great, by the way, the improvements in the way that they put that thing up. So... Uh, pretty cool way to check that out. If you want to look something to do for free this weekend, you certainly can enjoy that. Tampa Bay Lightning aren't going to sweep. The defending Stanley Cup champion got beat 3-2 last night in overtime in Montreal. So the Canadians got one, but Lightning still have a commanding 3-1 series lead for the overall Stanley Cup final. Game 5 will be tomorrow in Tampa Bay where they'll try to close it up again. We have ourselves game one of the NBA Finals tonight, Big J. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. No Giannis, it doesn't look like again, for the Bucks, who has missed the past two games after a hyperextended left knee. Uh, there's no real, uh, I guess, you know, the Bucks are keeping it close to the chest, which is brand new in the NBA, to be perfectly honest. And I'm not sure I like it. But this is something that happened, like, I'm not sure when it started. But it used to be when NBA players got hurt, they were pretty honest and truthful about how long they would be out. Yeah. And now that's not happening at all. Like, I, the first time I remember it happening is uh, is with Anthony Davis in the first round of the series this year. I Maybe it happened last year and I wasn't paying attention to it or whatever. But, like, they're, everybody's doubtful or questionable, but they're not giving you any real timetable. And they're not being honest about the injury either. You know, they did say there was no ligament damage done to Giannis's knee, which is fantastic. But, I mean, he has missed two games. It's been a week now. And uh, there's no timetable for when he can return. And they're not giving you one. Which has me a little bit worried as a Bucks fan, of course. This is the first time they've been to the finals since 1974. Uh, first time they're going for a championship since 71. And we'll see what ends up happening here. But uh, the Bucks, it's not like they played bad with him out. They're 2-0 with the two-time MVP on the bench. But... Uh, it's the finals, man. And obviously, they want all hands on deck, but we'll see what ends up happening. Either way, uh, the Bucks and the Suns tip off tonight 
on ABC if you'd like to watch a little bit of the NBA Finals, which is what I'm going to be doing tonight. F9 has surpassed $500 million in global ticket sales at the box office. That, of course, is the, makes it the biggest Hollywood hit in the pandemic era. Congratulations. Uh, Hi, Mom and Detective Chinatown 3, both movies that were produced in China, have made $822 million and $686 million, respectfully. But the other, the biggest, like, United States release since the pandemic hit was Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, that reached $446 million at the box office worldwide. Uh, F9 opened in North America June 25th. Domestic ticket sales have reached $123 million. It's running two in that area behind A Quiet Place 2, which opened the week before. It's grabbed $145 million in domestic box office so far. So uh, F9 still trailing a little bit in that world, but not from a global perspective, which is a pretty big deal out there. And they're making plenty of money. Of course, we knew that already, that F9 was going to make money hand over fist. And it continues to do exactly that. So congratulations. Send nudes on the way here in a second, but first, let's check the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. It is brought to you by Volkswagen of Boise. Let's see what's up with CB. Eastbound 94 is up to speed between Napa and Boise. There are no. It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. For those of you new to Streaming Dumbass, the premise is simple. Every single Tuesday, we select three movies that maybe, just maybe, Big J has to come in contact with in his personal or professional life. We strip away the stars, the director of, the studio that brought you stuff. We're left with just something called a, a very brief plot description in this particular case of this week of three movies. And based on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and then review for you in a 24-hour period should he choose to accept this mission to do you, Big J. Yes, I do. All right, today's movies have literally nothing in common other than popular, which can mean anything when it comes to uh, particular streaming networks. But I don't think you've watched any of these, so we're going to go with these three. Are you ready, Big J? Yep. And I wasn't messing around with the briefness. You're going to have to kind of take a shot in the dark with some of these, but we'll see how it goes. Movie number one, a policeman and a former cop battle a gang of thieves as they search for $55 million inside an evacuated building during a hurricane. God. Movie number two. Hurricane capers. After his wife's suicide, Detective Jeff Anderson becomes convinced that she's been murdered. Obsessed with his investigation, he finds out that his wife was actually the victim of a team of father and son serial killers, and so he sets out to stop them. Damn. Movie number three. An American diamond merchant and his lover get caught in the crossfire when a business deal goes wrong in the wrong part of Russia. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Baby. All right, movie number one is out. Okay. Not uh, dealing with that. I'm going to go with movie number two, man. All right, movie number two it is. Uh, movie number three, never really in the conversation? I mean, a close second. All right. Uh, you passed on movie number one instantly. That was called Force of Nature. Poor Mel Gibson's 0 for 3 for you for the last three weeks. Uh, that's a Mel Gibson movie, also starring Kate Bosworth. You will not be watching that. Movie number three was called Siberia. That stars Keanu Reeves and Molly Ringwald. You passed on that one oh, wow. as well. You will be watching a movie called Darkness Falls. That stars Sean Ashmore and Gary Cole. It is available for you to watch on Amazon Prime. Be careful, Big J. There's like four movies called Darkness Falls. Make sure you're watching the right one. Which one is Darkness Settles In? Uh, not the one that you want to watch. 
Darkness Falls is the movie. Sean Ashmore, Gary Cole are the stars, so keep those names in mind when you're searching for this thing on Amazon Prime. That is the movie that Big J will be watching. You want to play the home game, you can watch that. It's available for you on Amazon Prime. He'll let you know how it is around this time tomorrow. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, well, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, depression is real, and it sucks, and it's something that a lot of people deal with on a regular to fairly regular basis. And there's new research out there that shows that maybe, just maybe, the psychedelic drug Psychobin, that's the one that's found particularly in magic mushrooms, can actually be used as an antidepressant, dude. Wow. Uh, The drug may be able to increase strong connections between neurons in the brain by about 10%. Depression is said to weaken conditions in the brain, but the drug increases or strengthens those particular neural connections, so it could help people in that downward spiral, which would be kind of interesting and nice and I'm trying to think of the one time that I've heard of anybody that's done magic mushrooms whether or not they've ever been depressed and I can't make that connection in my life Uh, Big J you ever tried magic mushrooms? No Uh, The statute of limitations is expired so you can't admit to it if you have No I'm okay Alright Any interest in them? Uh, No not in a, a recreational sense but in a in a professional sense? Sure. Right. Sure. Well, because, you know, a lot of times they can strip away some of the other side effects. Well, listen. Yeah, the, uh, yeah the, exactly. Now, there's a difference between isolating the actual psychedelic drug in magic mushrooms to help you fight depression and taking a bunch of magic mushrooms to what you think would help fight your depression. Yeah. Self-medication with magic mushrooms very different than what we're talking about here. Uh, and so try to keep that in mind, please. And thank you. But yes, it is It is interesting to find out that there could be something in there that could be used for good. But that's not super surprising. Don't forget that when, you know, they first started trying these psychedelic drugs, LSD, things like that, there was some benefit to them found. The problem is, as with anything, there was some government experimentation that didn't go very well. And then there was a bunch of outliers because of it. And so things kind of got swept under the rug and they kind of really stopped doing any kind of medical research because of the negative connotations attached to them. Illegal. Yeah. And so what they ended up going is like, hey, listen, we can't be trusted with this stuff. Therefore, let's make it legal. Listen, uh, there's a horrible story that happened over Fourth of July weekend in the sports world. And that involves Columbus Blue Jackets goalie uh, Mattis Kavelniks. And uh, I don't know if you heard this story. But there's more to it than maybe what you've heard. Uh, When the first story was released, uh, the the news was he unfortunately passed away at the age of 24 over 4th of July weekend because of a bad thing that happened at a 4th of July party. Originally, the reports released by the police were that he was in a hot tub when somebody was setting off fireworks. And uh, they started, like, misfiring and going towards people in the hot tub. And so he got out rapidly, slipped, fell, hit his head, and died. But that's not the story. No, it was fireworks. Yeah, well, I mean, the fireworks were involved in that original story, but him slipping and falling had nothing to do with it. It turns out that, yeah, he was in the hot tub. Yeah, somebody misfired some fireworks, but one of them hit him in the chest and exploded, and that's what killed him. I mean, chest trauma is what the cause of death is. That's awful. 
off, awful either way. But again, you know, an, an injury blast caused by a firework being the way that kills you is bad. Major damage apparently to his heart and lungs because of it. Uh, so slipping and falling may have been part of it, but had nothing to do with his death, which is awful either way. Uh, he only started in two games. He was the backup goalie for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, eight total games in his NHL career, but still rough, rough stuff over the weekend. Uh, and the good side of the sporting department, Big J, Joey Chestnut, the guy who's famous for eating a lot of hot dogs, ate a lot of hot dogs uh, over the weekend. He broke his own record, 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes, Big J, at Damn. the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. The previous world record was 75 and now sits at 76. If you're keeping track at home, that's over 22,000 calories, Big J, 1,300 grams of fat. That's good for you, right? Right. Also, rest in peace, Big J, to director-producer Richard Donner. He passed away at the age of 91. Uh, favorite Richard Donner film? Uh, probably The Goonies, but, you know, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It's pretty damn good, too. He did the original uh, Superman film as well. Uh, he also uh, directed The Omen, which uh, that set was cursed, uh, of course. And uh, But he has made and directed and produced a ton of big hit movies for Hollywood. Passed away at the age of 91. Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk with Matthew Broderick and Michelle Pfeiffer. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Oh, boy. I'm going to have you put yourself in the situation that our particular subject finds herself in. Frances McCullough is her name. Let's say, Big J... You go to sleep, right? You lay your head down in that uh, the Tempur-Pedic bed of yours, and you get some fantastic sleep. I mean, I'm talking about maybe eight and a half, nine solid hours of sleep. You are living the dream. Alarm goes off, you click it, and you get out of bed ready to attack the day, right? Yeah. As you step down from the Tempur-Pedic bed, uh, you realize, well, hang on a second. I just put both of my feet down in some seriously cold water. And it's like four inches high. It covers your ankles, right? And then you turn on the light because you're like, what the hell is going on here? And you realize, Big J, that's not water. That is four inches of full-blown liquid fecal matter that is covered the floor of your living facility, which is gross. And that is how Frances started her day on Friday when she woke up. And her apartment was covered in feces, Big J. Uh, it is all over her apartment, too. The uh, the news station there in Oklahoma City covered it and showed some of the images, and it is disgusting. Like, I mean, it is brown water, liquefied, all the way up, like, you know, around her furniture, around her bed, everything on the floor that is was on the floor was covered in its shoes, everything. Uh, it's ruined her without f- her furniture, a lot of her clothes... Basically, what she says happened, it's during the middle of the night, somehow, some way, all of this liquid fecal matter kind of erupted from her bathroom toilet. God. Her toilet was not backed up when it happened. There was some plumbing issue that caused all this stuff to happen. It flooded all the floors of her apartment. And she says, well, listen, you know, take, take out the fact that her house smells like, obviously, liquid poop, which is never good. 
and the fact that she has, you know, ruined basically everything in her apartment that was on the ground, electrical stuff, television, you know, I mean, everything that was there yeah. is, is trash. Now she has to move to get out of there. Where do you go and with what stuff do you move? Do you know what I mean? Basically, she's got nothing. Yeah, you light the place on fire as you walk out the door. Most of her stuff is ruined, she says, and she's not the only one devastated because keep in mind, this is an apartment complex. When these TV station KFOR decided to do a little bit of door knocking on some neighbors, turns out there are upwards of five or six units that are exactly like this. Uh, the women that are involved say the apartment managers are to blame, and it is pretty gross. So now they're dealing with it. The city's utility department was contacted, and they say they're investigating the issue. Uh, they do say, however, however, usually sewer backups, which are usually the case in situations like this happen, are the responsibility of the property owner. So that means it is going to fall on the apartment manager's shoulders. Meanwhile, the people who's responsible or who's dealing with all this stuff say it doesn't matter who's responsible for it. They just want it, you know, taken care of. But like, how do you fix that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you replace everything that's in your apartment? I mean, hopefully these people have renter's insurance, but that's not a guarantee. Right. You know what I mean? And also that takes time. And where do you stay in the meantime while they try to, you know, clean out the crap that's covered the floor of your apartment? What a nightmare. Oh, my God. Uh, she says basically she's stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. She doesn't know what to do. Both of the managers are moving the women into new 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 new, new units today. However, they do say that the tenants are responsible for replacing their damaged items, so they can look forward to a battle from that. Either way, it's not a great situation to wake up to. That much I can assure you. Nobody wants to wake up and put their feet down in a bunch of fecal matter. And the smell alone has to be gross. Just yeah. gross. And I'm so, so sorry. But I guess... And it's not even your own. No, it's not your own poops. It's somebody else's poops. It's probably a lot of people's poops, if we're being honest. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. Big J says he screwed up, made a mistake. We're going to find out what it was next on the X-Rocks. White Zombie Thunder Kiss 65 here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. When we opened up the show this morning, Big J admitted some mistakes were made. He wants to get it off his chest. Go ahead, Big J. What's going on? Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, over the, the long weekend, obviously a lot of spare time, uh, you, uh, sir, watched uh, a couple movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should probably watch Tomorrow War. We discussed maybe doing it for a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the Ice Road out there. A lot of options, uh, you know. And uh, you know what I ended up doing? I decided, uh, you know, uh, my watch list uh, for things that were coming on sale was a bundle of movies, Nick. Okay. Starring Clint Eastwood. Okay. Dirty Harry. The Dirty Harry franchise. So I watched every Dirty Harry movie. Real? How many are there? Uh, there's five. Wow. Wow. And uh, they start in 1971 uh-huh. and go through all into the early 90s. Yes. <laughs> they don't hold up? Yeah, not only that, but it's just like, man, I a couple things bothered me. Like, you know, listen, um, obviously there's going to be some gritty stuff. This is back in the 70s. So you just, you know, there's it's a different culture now completely. Uh-huh. And so you've got a lot of things to be like, that wouldn't fly today in a movie. <laughs> right. And and so you've got you're dealing with that and the the political situation. It's interesting because I, I never really looked at film like you can tell what's going on in the world of politics and by watching some movies. But that's definitely a franchise that you can. 
Um, and so that was an interesting aspect of it. But I was like, God, I feel like I'm wasting my time. Why am I doing this? And it was only because I just, uh, I don't know, nostalgia, whatever. Yeah. I was feeling it. But once I got into it, I'm like, you know, I bought these movies. I should probably watch them all. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I could have been doing probably better things with my time. Well, I mean, either way, you'd probably be watching movies, so that's debatable. And but here's, here's an interesting thing, too, and this is for me as being the soundtrack nerd, is that uh, Leo Chauvin, uh, he did the, uh, uh, the soundtrack for Bullet. He did a whole bunch of movies, especially in the 70s. And I'm like, here you've got this iconic, for a period of time anyways, Dirty Harry was pretty iconic. Um, and there's no theme music to it. You know, I mean, it was a franchise. Even five movies, that's quite a few. Yeah. Right? So, But there was no, like, Dirty Harry theme song. No? No, and I'm like, it may have maybe it caught on a little bit had they had some sort of semblance between one movie to another. Yeah, it, well, I it, probably the reason for that is that I don't think even as they were doing it, they thought it would ever be like a quote-unquote franchise. Yeah. Plus, we didn't really think of it that way back then well, either. Well, Superman. Yeah, but that's different. That's that's a superhero that's... based on a comic book. Dirty Harry was like a character, yes, based on a real dude, but they also took some real dramatic license with the character of that of which he is based on, the San Francisco detective. Yeah. And so I, I think it was, they probably thought of it more, like again, back in those days, like a serial as opposed to like a franchise you know what i mean like uh, we thought about movies in a different way back yeah. then than we do no, now you're, you're absolutely right so yeah that's what i did with a bunch of my time on fourth of july and yesterday and i'm like what the hell am i doing was there any point where you thought like all right enough's enough or you you had made the commitment yeah yeah after that movie was over then i'm like okay well, which I'm one the first one yeah, any of well yeah the first one and then i think uh you know uh, the second one is, uh, or, or Enforcer, uh, is the, the, the fourth one, I think. Jesus, I don't even remember that one. Yeah, and I remember Dirty Harry, I remember the Deadpool. Yeah, that was the last one. Okay, and then, and then anything in between, I'm really sketchy. Yeah, there was, uh, the Enforcer and, and another Maximum, uh, something. Yeah, I, it was, it's a mess. So. How much did you spend on these movies? $75. A lot of money. No, 20, 25 bucks. Oh, okay. Well, then, then listen, don't feel bad. Well, why did you buy them? You, That's you a thought? great question. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, I've been waiting for these to come on sale. Here they are. I'm going to go ahead and boot. And then it's like, ah, mm, okay, I'm going to watch these. <laughs> and now you'll never watch them again, right? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is my you are making a case for why and listen I'm not proud of it I used to buy DVDs and Blu-rays and I had to have it in my possession for a while but I don't buy anything anymore when it comes to movies like if it's accessible for me to stream of which i'm already paying for then that is when i can revisit a movie but me having to purchase something to own it anymore i don't watch it enough for that to make any kind of fiscal sense for me i mean listen of all the dvds and blu-rays i have i really honestly cannot remember the last time i put one in and watched it Everything that I, even movies that I own, I have streamed as opposed to putting in the DVD and watching. And that makes good sense. And, and but you know, part of me is like, hey, how long am I going to have this subscription? Is it going to be forever that I'll have access to this movie? Also, I'm like, you know, I can rent this movie that maybe just came out that I wanted to see. Um, but uh, but then what are the chances? That's for two ninety nine for another ten bucks or whatever. I could just buy it and yeah. have it. But when like I mean, but I don't ever watch those again. Yeah. Like that's the other thing. I right. Mean, I'm just wasting ten dollars. You're right. You're right. And I'm wasting twenty two dollars. I mean, listen, even movies I've streamed and watched like six, seven times, I don't ever watch the Blu-ray or the DVD of. 
And so, I uh, listen, I'm not faulting anybody for purchasing anything, but that's the big case as to why I don't spend $25 on a movie right now is what you just said. Because I'll watch it and I'll go, okay, I'm good. I've seen that now. I'm, I, I can, I can play, and I'll never pop it in again. Now, you know, and, and like the last DVDs and Blu-rays I've gotten have all been gifts. Not that they're bad. But, like, I haven't watched those either. <laughs> it's what? good to have you in the jerk. Well, what's the last movie you bought for me on Blu-ray? Do you yeah, no, I, I can't remember. I mean, I'm thinking it might be uh, Unbreakable, which was years and years and years ago. What a terrible present. <laughs> I like that movie. But I know, but I, I mean, have how many not times watched you it? watched it? I have not watched it yet on Blu-ray. That is a true statement. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Have fun with your life. Be better with your money, Big J. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, the results are in. Two large-scale trials were carried out in the country of Iceland. You ever heard of it? Uh, yeah, of course. They, they did these trials from 2015 to 2019. And it was all about, would it make sense if we changed from the traditional five-day work week to a four-day work week? Four-day work week. And researchers are now saying it was an overwhelming success. Those who participated in the two trials, which involved about 2,500 people, which is about 1% of Iceland's population, in a variety of different workplaces and jobs, Worked 35 to 36 hours per week with no cut in pay for four days a week as opposed to five. In the results that it published on the 4th of July, Iceland's Association for Sustainable Democracy said that worker well-being dramatically increased across a range of indicators from perceived stress and burnout to health and work-life balance. And at the same time, productivity and service provision actually increased across a majority of the trial workplaces. Researchers say that the uh, shortening the work week journey tells us not only is it is possible to work less in modern times, but it's actually leads to progressive and positive changes in the workplace as well. So maybe just maybe now listen, it's not like we're going to follow Ison's lead because we don't listen to anybody else. But the idea that a four day work week could be a benefit to employers may be an interesting thing because the 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 other the other side to that is it actually benefits people too but i don't know big j would you be down with working longer days for four days a week as opposed to five days uh yeah i mean pretty much do is that what your wife does mail it in on friday to be honest um and thursday no, I, I, several different shift options. Okay. Every now and then, a four-day shift work week does come up, and, and she loves that. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, it, it's different for, obviously, what we do. But, I mean, it would be it would be interesting to know or to see if that would be something that would make sense for a lot of places. I can see the attractiveness for the employees. Uh, well, I mean, I guess employers, it's a whole other animal altogether. But again, if you see increased productivity and profits because of it, why wouldn't you make that change? But yeah, but then 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 next thing you know, it's oh man, the next rage is a three day week week work work week. Well, I mean, if you've got the research that proves that these things are beneficial, I don't see why that's a negative thing. But the the only thing that we have going for a five day work week is that's the way we've always done it. Do you know what I mean? You know what they say about that? No. No. What do they say? Oh, it's true. 
true, uh, truly into uh, not being successful. You yeah, keep saying that. That's what I always say. Truly into not being successful. Thank you. Montreal Canadiens beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 in overtime last night. That means that it's not going to be a sweep for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they still hold a commanding three games to one lead in the Stanley Cup Final. Look for Game 5 to be played on Wednesday. Tonight is Game 1 between the Bucks and the Suns for the NBA Championship. It's in Phoenix. Uh, no Giannis, or at least he's doubtful tonight for Game 1 of the NBA Finals. He missed Game 5 and 6. Against the Atlanta Hawks, the Bucks were 2-0 in those games. We'll see how they do in Game 1 in the NBA Finals on the road tonight. Uh, as things get started, go Bucks. Big J, whatever you do, stay the hell away from Mariska Hargitay. Do you understand what I'm telling I didn't you? Mariska who? Mariska Hargitay. She of Law & Order fame. She's only starred in the series the entire run. Oh. You don't know who Mariska Hargitay is? Yeah, I mean, not when you say her name, but now I know Jesus. Who. Either way, uh, listen, she's had a string of bad luck that is record-setting. So she, you know, remember we were talking about the the people that just t- took some bad spills and broke some bones. Ashley Judd was one of those people. Yeah. And she was the other one. She is recovering from a broken knee and a hairline oh fracture in her ankle that she suffered in May. Oh, my God. But she's been able to go out and about. And so she went to go to a screening of the Black Widow of the Hamptons over the weekend, and she fell and broke her other ankle, Big J. <laughs> she's a mess. What an idiot. Well, listen, you don't know what happened. That's not fair. Plus, she's already hobbling around with a broken knee and a broken ankle. come on, man. I mean, you got to be doing something wrong. Well, listen, I'm guessing the Hamptons isn't exactly accessible to people that have, you know, crutches and or however she's getting around. But the point is, you know, listen, don't put yourself in those situations. If you, they, like, maybe take the hard pass on the Hampton screening in, in somebody's backyard of Black Widow if you're recovering from a broken knee and a hairline fracture. But also, be careful. I'm not ready to blame this all on her, but I am saying, listen, if you've had that run of luck, maybe, just maybe, you take a knee for a little while. Do you doesn't know what sound I mean? like it's bad luck. Sounds like it's bad decision making. Either way, uh, poor Mariska Hargitay now has two broken ankles and a broken knee. And she has Black Widow to thank for one of them. I don't even know if she got to see the movie. I mean, I hope it happened after, so she at least got I to see it. I hope she got to see it with Steven Dorff. <laughs> it sounds like he didn't see it. He just saw the trailer that he hates. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. With Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Blue Cross of Idaho. Can you predict your health care costs? Blue Cross of Idaho's new access clarity plan. Costs are easy to understand, helping you plan for them. Learn more at bcidaho.com slash access. Headlines are bad guard, real mature, and it worked. Real mature. A Nashville woman is suing Tennessee, Big J. That is because the state is making her change her vanity license plate. Big J, hmm. would you like to know what her vanity license plate is? Yeah, lay it on me, man. 69PWNDU. Sound it out. 69PW? PWNDU. Uh, boy, I don't know if I want to sound it all the way out. Why? Well, there's nothing wrong with saying pound you. Oh, okay. What I thought I could have said it. I can't really say. And now uh, you're going to have to tell me no. off air because I can't even think about what you were thinking of. Either way, uh, her license plate was taken away a decade after she first registered it. And when Leah Gilliam purchased a vanity plate to celebrate her interest in astronomy and gaming, 
It did not occur to her that constitutionally protected speech could land her in jail, according to her lawyers. I'm not sure what 69 pound you has to do with astronomy. I kind of get maybe if you want to go pwned you as far as gaming goes, maybe that's what she meant. But either way, like this is a 39 year old woman that is fighting to have a license plate that says 69 pound you on it. Uh, either way, Tennessee Department of Revenue officials ruled it offensive and a violation of the order. And that puts her at risk of losing the plate. And now she wants it. Should she have it, Big J? Does it matter? I, I mean, I don't think it matters in this day and age when you can drive around a flag on your truck that says bleep somebody. I suppose that's true. Yeah, so I mean... Why we, try to protect the kids out I, there? I, I guess because maybe it, the state okays it and that's where it's seen as Yeah, they're like, some dope approved this. But, I mean, also, like, you're right, but the other part of it is, like, Vanity license plates are, like, weird to begin with for the most part. As somebody who's had a vanity license plate in the past, I can tell you it's weird. And it's one of those deals where it's also turned into games to where, like, let's see how we can find dirty ways into license plates without making them dirty. Does that make sense, too? Yeah. And it's a game that people enjoy playing. But listen, whatever makes you happy, I suppose. But, like, if you're 39 and you're fighting to keep the license plate 69 pwned you or pound you... It's time to start really evaluating things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's funny when you're like 20. Is Maybe. it still funny at 40? <laughs> and even then it's debatable? No, I was I was thinking something beyond that. <laughs> Bad guard or it worked? It worked. In a test flight, a Slovakian pilot drove what appeared to be an exotic sports car up a runway in the city of Nitra and then took it for flight with the aid of a fixed propeller and landed the car 35 minutes later in Bratislava before folding up the wings and driving straight out onto the highway. It is the first registered true flight of a flying car, Big J. Yeah, you don't need gravity. You just need family. The aptly named Air Car was developed by a company called Kleinvision, founded by Stefan Klein, who spent 20 years turning his dream into a reality. For the unbelievably small amount of about $2 million, you can have your own flying car. He built this thing to travel between two airports during the maiden flight. It was able to reach a cruising speed of about 105 miles per hour and an altitude of 8,200 feet. Fuel economy would, ma- would allow it to maintain this trajectory for about 600 miles. Once the flying portion of its journey is over, a push of a button causes the transformer-like sequence in under three minutes to leave the vehicle as a slightly oversized, perfectly road-legal sports car with about a 600, 160 power uh, horsepower gas-powered engine. There is a seat for another pa- passenger and a convertible roof. However, they do not recommend you use the convertible roof in the air. So there's that. So, Big J, what do you think? We Damn. have some flying cars happening? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money, number one. But number two, we can barely keep the roads... <laughs> under control i'm not sure how just randos flying around in the sky is gonna work but i wish us all luck as they come crashing down upon our houses and homes what a treat wrap it up with bad guard marcy schaefer is a 43 year old now former prison guard at the camille graham correctional institution she was arrested big j because she was trying to smuggle prescription drugs 
into Rice Krispie Treat snacks into the prison on July 1st. Delicious. An arrest warrant says that Schaefer hid four amphetamine and uh, meth pills, essentially, in some in some snacks. There were also two more in a prescription bottle. The pills were reportedly used to treat attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but are used as basically, you know, standard drugs in the prison system. And this is how she snuck them in. How they got them and harvested them out of the Bryce Krispie treats and then into prisoners, I guess, is another thing altogether. But not a good look when the prison guards try to do that, just in case you're curious. And also against the law. Yeah, I mean, you, you see what it's like to, to be there? Do you really want to risk living in there? Oh, you're saying as a guard? Yeah. To turn into a criminal? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we've all watched this, the shows. We've all seen the uh, the reality, and nobody knows it more than prison guards. But listen, you know, money talks. Or uh, other situations could happen. Who knows? I mean, I'm I sure guess. she didn't do it for fun and thrills and kicks. Probably for love. Could be. We do lots of weird stuff for love, Big J. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> That is Bad Flower here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And sure, it's the 6th of July, so maybe this information is coming a little bit late. Or it's right on time that gives us a bunch of uh, days and months to fall a little bit down or up on the list, depending on where your heart lies. But Wallet Hub has released, Big J, all 50 states. They've ranked them as the most patriotic states in the union. Now, Wallet Hub is a website that I believe uh, exists solely as the purpose to rank states and pit them against each other, and they've done it again. Yeah! Uh, and the idea is, how can we come up with the most patriotic state in the United States of America? And the question then becomes, Big J, how do you measure patriotism? Yeah, how do you? Well, they came up with 13 key indicators for patriotism. Now, uh, that ranges from how many military enlistees you've had in the state in the last calendar year to how many veterans decide to live in your particular state to how many people voted in the presidential election to how many people volunteer per capita in your particular state. So they had a bunch of different measurables for what they said was patriotism. And the number one most patriotic state in the United States of America, Big J, your home state, Montana. Yeah. Number one. They don't call them the Freeman for nothing. Uh, now, they are not very great in military engagement, but they're number one in civic engagement, meaning they have more volunteers per capita than any other state in the United States of America, which is a very good thing to have. Uh, number two most uh, most patriotic state was Alaska. They have the most military enlistees and people per capita who decide to retire there after they're done with their military service. Maryland came in at number three. Vermont, number four. New Hampshire, number five. Now, Idaho, a little bit further down on the list. It comes in at number 12. Uh, not so great on military engagement, a little bit better in civic engagement and volunteering, which brings us up on the list a little bit. We'd probably be uh, closer to 20th or so if we didn't have as many volunteers as we have. So congratulations. The least patriotic state in the Union, Big J, Florida. How about that? Uh, coming in down at the bottom. Florida. Connecticut, Michigan, Illinois there as well towards the bottom. New York of, is the last. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. New York is the last. I didn't get down to the very final part of it. But then uh, you've got uh, the, the other states that are in the middle of the road. Uh, you can thank South Carolina, which is very nice in the, the military engagement, but then 34th in civic 
uh, engagement. So there are peaks and valleys here everywhere. I guess everybody has a different definition of what makes you a patron and what doesn't. But fireworks going off or firework purchasing not on the list of things that makes you a patron in case you're curious. Surprise, taxes all the way down there at 41. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, listen, there's a lot of things that we attach to places that maybe don't deserve it, BJ, when it boils down to it. Uh, and uh, But again, it all depends on what you measure as a patriotic act. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm guessing if you are if you are going by the amount of people that wear clothes with the American flag on it, Texas would be pretty hot. But that doesn't necessarily make you a patriot. Do you understand what I'm telling you? be a lot of fake... Yeah. Fakies out there. And so there's that as well. But congratulations, we come in at number 12. So not bad. Could be worse, right? Yeah. We could be further, further down. So I guess wear it as a badge of pride and then uh, try real hard to get up there so we can beat states like Utah and Oregon and Minnesota and Wyoming that are just above us and make them cry in their patriotic beers. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We got a chance for you to go to some stuff on us with bad impressions. Those are next on the X Rocks. A day to remember everything we need. Wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out with us after your long holiday weekend. Hopefully it was a good one. Big J selected a movie called Darkness Falls to watch for you tonight on Amazon Prime. He will give you a full review of that tomorrow. We also educated you on the fact that if you swing your legs off your bed right into four inches of fecal matter, it's an awful way to wake up in the morning. And we are sorry for that situation for you, and you do not want to find yourself in that situation. And we're number 12, baby. As far as most patriotic states go, could be worse, could be better. We all need to do a little better, be more patriotic, big kid. More flags in the back of our cars, you understand? And we'll see if we can raise up that stakes a little bit. Uh, But a reminder that if you're looking for a new vehicle and you need a car loan do-over, then maybe you should check out Team Mazda and the online pre-approval iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com, the one you hear about all the time on the X. It is right there for you to check out at GoTeamMazda.com. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, they've done it, Nick. By God, they have done it. And uh, the Seinfeld Lego set is happening. It's happening? And it will be released to uh, Lego Insiders on August 1st. What is a Lego Insider? Uh, I guess if you're like a regular Lego person. (laughs) All right. Uh, The Lego VIP members, Nick. Nice. July 21st and get your hands on it. Uh, The rest of us, August 1st, it will sell for seventy nine ninety nine. Is this the uh, the picture that we all saw when they of his apartment, basically? Yep, of okay. his apartment, uh, and you've got all the uh, little characters as well. <laughs> all right. Okay. If I remember right, it didn't seem like too complicated of a set. Is it that isn't, correct? It isn't. Yeah, it isn't. It comes with a a mini stage set up for Jerry to do uh, stand up comedy, <laughs> and there's a Festivus pole. All right, I like that. Although it wasn't Jerry that celebrated Festivus. That's no, an important it was reminder. Casta- Costanza. Does it come with any kind of Costanza thing other than George, the character? No. All right. Well, that's something maybe down the road for the Seinfeld Lego expansion set that we have something to look forward to. Uh, as well, you should be. I suppose you spent $80 on worse things like Lego yeah. movies. <laughs> How about we remind you that the next set of X-Rock mm-hmm. is brought to you by Western Heating and Air. It's summer, and boy, is it hot. Make sure your air conditioning is working at its peak efficiency and staying cool. Call 375-COOL and talk to the experts at Western Heating and Air for complete service on your air conditioning system. It's going to do it for us. Jason Drew is up next. We shall see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the x Rock.